Our story starts out today with a man from Bethlehem trying to keep his family alive. There was a famine in the land, so he did what he had to do in order to make sure that there was food on the table. Elimelech packed up his few possessions, took his wife Naomi and their sons Malin and Chilion, and they set off to a foreign land. Our story starts with a man striving to provide for his family, but our story continues with a woman who loses her husband and is stranded in a country with far from home with two sons to take care of. The scripture read, Elimelech, the husband of Naomi, died, and she was left with her two sons. That verse of scripture, it seems so matter-of-fact to me. And it is a matter-of-fact. But it is a matter-of-fact that hurt this woman deeply. And I'm sure that it left her wondering if God was aware of the suffering that she was going through. But God was with Naomi and her two sons. And he allowed her to raise her sons to marrying age. And somehow, against all odds, she was able to find two Moabite women to marry her boys. The women were Orpah and Ruth. I'm sure that once again, Naomi must have felt a sense of hope. Things worked out. I'm sure that she missed her husband, but she felt as though things were going to be okay. Her sons were married, and they would have families of their own, and they would provide for her in her old age. Naomi was about to learn once again that nothing in this fallen world is lasting. The scripture reads that Naomi's sons took Moabite wives. The name of the one was Orpah, and the other name was Ruth. And they lived there about ten years, and both Malan and Chilion died. So that the woman, that's Naomi, so that the woman was left without her two sons or her husband. Again, matter of fact words, where events that a real flesh and blood woman lived through. No one wants to see the death of their child. And yet Naomi lived through the death of both of her boys. I'm sure that she wanted to die. What was the point of anything? Everything that she had found joy in, everything that she hoped for was gone. This fallen world, because of everyone's sin, leads to death, and death and loss were all that Naomi knew. You and I have our hopes set on things in this world. For sure, we do. For all of you who are here that are students this morning, you have obviously, I hope that you have, <laughs> hopes of graduating. <laughs> you have hopes of serving your neighbor 
through a vocation that you find both interesting and fulfilling. And you may date and look for a spouse because you have dreams of having a family one day with children who you can teach, who you can take care of. If we thought that our futures were like Naomi's, if we looked ahead in our own lives and saw all that Naomi uh, had, then none of us would strive for anything because what's the point? If she never would have gotten married, then she would have never left her homeland. If she would have gotten married, if she wouldn't have gotten married, then she wouldn't have had to have, have these two boys that she had to lay in the grave. If she would have never been born, as Job pondered, then she wouldn't have had to know the pain that she was enduring. She needed hope, and nothing that she saw in this life gave her hope. We can be reminded through the things that Naomi endured that nothing in this world is guaranteed, and nothing that we strive for in this world can give us eternal peace. Nothing. But if we read on, Naomi's life will also show that there is a flicker of light in the darkness of this fallen world that cannot be overcome. Even with loss, life goes on. Even though her husband and sons were gone, Naomi knew the word of God and she strived for life. And even when famine came into the foreign land in which she lived, she looked the Lord for good things. She had heard that the Lord had visited his people once again and gave them food. So she set out to the place where she, she set out from the place where she was with her two daughters-in-law and they went on their way to return to the land of Judah. She was going back home to Bethlehem. But it's interesting to note and it should be pointed out that this return to Bethlehem would not solve her problems. She had been gone away a long time. And even in Bethlehem, the place she used to call home, she had no land, she had no place to live, and she had no guarantees for, for daily provision. And all she had was hope that God would provide. But would he? But would he? Beginning to doubt God's provision, Naomi became nervous about how she was going to provide for her daughters-in-law. She had nothing that could allow her to negotiate a marriage for them, and she did not have anything to give them. And as Naomi was aging, she did not want to burden these young women with taking care of her. She didn't want her suffering to hold down her daughters-in-law, whom she had come to love. So she said to them both, Go, return each of you to your mother's house, and may the Lord deal kindly with you as you have dealt with me. 
The Lord grant that you may find rest, each of you, in the house of her husband. Then she kissed them, and they lifted up their voices, and they wept. They wept. You've seen people cry. This is what was going on. They were crying. And they said to her, No, we will return with you to your people. But Naomi said, Turn back, my daughters. Why will you go with me? Have I yet sons in my womb that may become your husbands? Turn back, my daughters. Go your way, for I am too old to have a husband. And if I should say I have no if I should say that I have hope, even if I should have a husband this night and should bear sons, would you therefore wait till they are grown? Would you therefore refrain from marrying? No, my daughters, it is exceedingly bitter to me for your sake that the hand of the Lord has gone out against me. She's saying, I'm sorry that you had to live through this with me. This has been terrible for me and I don't want you to endure it anymore. Then they lifted up their voices and they wept again. Have you ever been to a funeral? Have you ever felt loss of a loved one? Have you ever gone through something difficult without tears? Until that day when it all came to a head. And you can't hold back the tears anymore. The tears flowed from these three women as they expressed the heartache of their shared experiences in ways that words could not. These women loved each other. They did. And Naomi let them know that she had hopes for them, hopes that she couldn't grant them. And Orpah and Ruth, they couldn't imagine fulfilling Naomi's request of starting over without her. Yet Orpah ended up kissing her mother-in-law, realizing that Naomi said what she said was best for her and for her future. And I think she also thought this, if I leave, then Naomi's not going to have to worry about taking care of me. Ruth, however, and I love this, she clung to Naomi. She clung to her, clung to her. And Ruth said to Naomi, do not urge me to leave from you. Where you go, I will go. Where you lodge, I will lodge. Your people will be my people, your God, my God. Where you die, I will die, and there I will be buried. And may the Lord do so to me and more also, if anything but death parts me from you. So the two of them went their way to Bethlehem. Naomi was not alone. Naomi had thought that she was utterly alone. She even said that the hand of God Almighty was against her. But 
she was not alone. Ruth was with her. More than that, even though Naomi didn't realize it, God was with her. God was actually with her, and even though she didn't understand it, God was going to use her suffering and the suffering of Ruth to redeem the world. In the midst of their hopelessness stood the promise of the living God. Our sins lead to death, and death was all that Naomi could see. But God made a promise in the Garden of Eden that he would overcome death by the seed of a woman. And Naomi could never, could never have imagined how close God's promise was to her. For as the arms of Ruth embraced Naomi, God was embracing her in her time of need. You see, God led Ruth to care for Naomi in Bethlehem. And as Ruth cared for her mother-in-law, she met a man named Boaz. And through Naomi's guidance, that meeting between her and Boaz would become a marriage. And they would have a son named Obed. And Obed would have a son named Jesse. And Jesse would have a son who we know as King David. And years later, a descendant of David would return to Bethlehem from a town called Nazareth with his virgin bride who carried in her womb the Savior of the world. Naomi and Ruth couldn't see the point of all of their suffering but in the midst of their suffering, God was bringing about the salvation of the entire world. For the heir of Ruth would also be the son of the living God, who would share in their suffering and make their suffering his own. And he would carry their sin, their suffering, our sin, our suffering, all the way to the cross where sin, death, and the power of the devil would die. Ruth and Naomi thought that they were alone, but God was with them, and through them, he was saving the world. Naomi and Ruth couldn't see the point. Chances are, you have not experienced the magnitude of pain and suffering that Naomi had to go through. But I know that you experience suffering. Some of you are suffering, some of your suffering just happened to you without any fault of your own. That's the results of living in a fallen world. And some of us suffer because of the sin that we don't give up. But I want you to know, you are not abandoned, even if it feels like it. 
the same God that was redeeming the world through the suffering of Naomi and Ruth is with you. And he knows your suffering intimately. You are not alone. When you were washed in baptism, God clung to you. God clung to you in the person of Jesus just as Ruth clung to Naomi. And when you eat the supper, God feeds you just as Ruth fed Naomi with the grain from Boaz's field. You are not alone. And you and your God will never leave you just as Ruth would not leave Naomi. And even though you can't see a point to your suffering, I want you to know that God works all things for good for those who love him and keep his word. You may not be able to see the good this side of heaven, but God is working through your life for the sake of those who do not yet know him. He is. Thankfully, Naomi's life ended with a focus on the hope of the one who would be born of a virgin to save the world. The scripture reads at the end of the book of Ruth, So Boaz took Ruth, and she became his wife, and he went into her, and the Lord gave her conception, and she bore a son. And the women said of Naomi, Blessed be the Lord who has not left you this day without a redeemer. And may his name be renowned in Israel. He shall be to you a restorer of life and a nourisher of your old age. For your daughter-in-law who loves you, who is more to you than seven sons, has given birth to him. Then Naomi took the child, and she laid this child on her lap, and she became his nurse. She held the baby that God would use to bring about his only begotten son. Naomi could depart in peace because she believed in the promise of God that he would redeem the world through the person that we know as Jesus, who we know as God with us, just as he was with Naomi. And now may the peace that surpasses all understanding guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus until he returns for you. Amen.